Good morning and welcome to the Preventing Grace podcast. It is the day after Sunday. (laughs) Wait, no, it's June 5th. June 5th. And our children did get through their stuff. I don't know how successfully, but we did turn everything in. So (laughs) I am very tired and... um, it was a busy weekend, of course. So. Yes, it was very busy. We went to um, a picnic somewhere in uh, Pennsylvania, which was, was a beautiful place. It was just, but it, This is why we don't do the church picnic in, in June. Yeah, because. It's been like 80 degrees all week. 90, 90 degrees. Even I think it hit 90 once during the week. But on Saturday, with the one day we have a picnic planned in this beautiful place with another family it decides to be 40 degrees and windy and it's just weird that's why i didn't love the whole baseball time where you're in june sitting outside june was fine but it started in march or like yeah but june even june like sometimes you'd be out there in june wearing your down winter coat because (sighs) And all the little boys are out freezing in the, um, I guess it's supposed to be like a Spartan time where you, you toughen up your infants against the coming yeah. wrath of the... I mean, I really wish they would have started it like, they should have started the season in June and then have it go for the summer. But... Yeah. Oh, well. No one listens to me. <laughs> I know. Nobody, nobody ever takes any of of my advice to them of which I have much, I do have so much advice for people and I feel like nobody listens to me. So, well, I think we have two things to talk about. Maybe we'll only talk about one of them, but the one thing is, I, I think we should talk a little bit about the Ugandan law, but maybe we could save that. And first talk about uh, The Chosen. Is that what you're going to talk about first? Sure. So we have now each listened to Dallas Jenkins' uh, just discussion of why the thing happened that happened and how it's basically fine. And we haven't talked to each other, so huh. I feel like this should be a great conversation Okay. Maybe I maybe I'm pitching it too strongly here. <laughs> maybe it'll be super mediocre. But so first of all, let me just recap the the incidents as I have seen them unfold this week. Is that fair? Yeah. So it it's Pride Month. I feel like that's important to say. It's actually not Pride Month. That's like a invention of somebody. Right. Uh, it's just the month of June. And I'm pretty amazed that my neighborhood, which normally puts out lots and lots of pride flags, has instead largely put out American flags. I, mean, I feel like I need to drive around some more and really see. But it, it at this critical moment, um, and I and I've seen online too that a lot of companies are sort of 
playing it a little more gently than usual. Mm. Like all the companies that usually cover yeah. themselves with pride have are backing off just a little bit. I mean, some of the, some of them are still with full bore, but well, the ones that are for children, like yeah. Uh, yeah. Sesame Street. Well, they, they you know is full pride. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. They're they're full bore. You know, like they're sexualizing and grooming the children. But and the and the little league baseball, they had to get their flag in, which is really sick. Why do why? It's just sick. Yeah. I I was watching a video someone posted on Twitter about uh, it was in Canada, I guess. These kids coming to school and all their teachers are like lining the hallways and rainbow colored stuff. And there's this weird music going on and they're all dancing and they're just, it's complete indoctrination. It's just, you, you can't, like these are little kids. These are like elementary school kids walking in and they're just being, they don't know what, they don't know what, they have no idea what it means, but they're but they're all the symbols, and the and the and the nomenclature and the and the language is being you know, force fed to them. At this, and they get mad about you know you know those who are on the other side of this get, get, are really upset that there's something called homeschooling because Christians are indoctrinating their children at a young age. <laughs> My goodness, yes. At least indoctrinate them with the right thing I and mean, give them the, give them the right doctrines, and not the ones that will kill them and destroy their lives. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that it's obviously a religious activity. Yeah, and a non-neutral activity. Okay, so I it it seems I guess I'd like the the chosen thing to be considered in this larger frame. Yeah, of many people saying. I don't want the pride thing. <laughs> and um, some companies taking note and backing off just mm-hmm. a little bit, which of course they're just going to go underground. It's right. not like it's not like you're going to stop. It's not like it's going to stop. As Oran says, the ratchet is turning. Right. So um, the Overton window is shifted and um, we all have to, well, you're you're conservative now. If you just want gay marriage, but you don't right, want to, right. You don't want to transition. Say you want to right. like the you want to go back to 2020. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Those um, the conservatism is of 2020 is where a lot of people want to go. Okay, so uh, also let me go back on record as saying I've really, really enjoyed the chosen. I've, I've, I've like I've liked it. It's. Um, it's a cultural product of its time. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if it'll stand up well in 15 years, if we'll be able to go back and watch it again. But I have really appreciated with how deftly um, Dallas Jenkins has ha- handled the culture and the Bible that he um, obviously doesn't hate Christians and he doesn't, and he loves the scripture. You can tell that in the yeah, show. Yeah, we should clarify, he's not pretending to put together a show that is, um, you know, ground, every word, the script is taken from the Bible. It's, it's, not, it's, it's, he's trying to, to give you possible interesting narrative contexts for the biblical accounts. And, and then yeah. he's, he says he's right front, this is not they're... the Bible. Go to the Bible, read the Bible if you want to know the Bible. But, yeah. but, but, but it is, it has been to this point 
um, with some of the objections that I've already noted, we've talked about this before, with some, some significant objections on, uh, objections on my part, it has been basically really good as far as um, making some connections um, for readers of the Bible that you might not make on your own. Some helpful ones. I, right now my mind's blank, so I can't think of what exactly I'm talking about. Well, uh, you mentioned in your article the, the the scene where Jesus goes back to Nazareth and and opens Isaiah and starts yeah. reading and then says this scripture is fulfilled in my presence and and how everybody who's known him as a, as a child is just uh, well some are outraged. Well, yeah, some, some are, are are you can see the division happen inside the right. inside the room. So it's nice to see that. Yeah. I think he got that. I think Dallas, you can got that that biblical narrative really well. He just, he just, the interplay between the personalities is really good there. And the, some of the people in the room were, um, you know, like the, the people who, for the wedding at Cana that he did. So it, it, it gives, it gives, it fills in the emotional landscape Mm -hmm. that I think is, is really helpful. Um, so. As long as you know, it's fiction, right? Right. Which of course, all the critics of the show are like, well, they think you shouldn't portray Jesus at all. Well, right. There's a two CV objection. That's the, the, the second commandment violation objection on the part of some people who are really strict about the regulative principle. Um, but to, to me, it's like, it's like, okay, you can have a, you can have a period drama. You can have, uh, you know, Netflix or whatever could have a period drama on on Rome during Julius Caesar's day, which I think that was, I forgot who did that one, but um, and you don't have to follow everything. As long as everyone knows it's a period drama and you're not. And they're making up a lot of stuff. Right, right. And, and, and they make that clear up front. Um, then I don't see the problem. They're also saying don't fall in love with, people are falling in love with the chosen Jesus. And I think that that could be a problem. If, I mean, if you, if you, if the Jesus of the chosen is your Jesus and you've got the wrong Jesus. He's not, that's not Jesus. But as long as you go in maturely, <laughs> which, mm-hmm. no, which I, 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 as you say that obviously we shouldn't ever, ever assume that any American Christian is mature enough to even right. watch the chosen. <laughs> that's true. Like, <laughs> uh, yeah. Everybody should just knuckle under and just read the Bible out loud to themselves <laughs> quietly for the next two decades because, well, it also comes part of the context. It comes at a moment of peculiar and intense spiritual poverty and immaturity. The church has drained out uh, its substance. Like it's the life, the biblical, the, the trust in the Bible as a sufficient book has drained away like blood. And I do feel like the American church in many particular churches are, are like corpses walking around um, or zombies. There's no, maybe that's too strong way of saying it, but people are starving um, in the pews because they're not being fed the scripture. I think that's one reason why it feels so fresh and such a timely thing mm. because the Bible isn't a, a trustworthy book and people pastors who even believe in the Bible and think that it's sufficient for all things for salvation 
don't preach it in such a way that the people in the pew can hear and trust it. And so people are out there looking for whatever they can because there's this, a deep spiritual starvation going right. on amongst Christians. Right. Okay, so that's that's the landscape under which the chosen came to be. And I think that, so now the state, so then what happened is that um, they do these come on set kind of things, invite people on set to, to see behind the scenes. And somebody caught a picture of a, a little tiny prag, the three inch pride flag on somebody's, um, workstation and um and put it online and said what what's up dallas jenkins or whatever yeah and then a couple of the crew tweeted in support of this guy with the pride flag in their tweets um and then of course there's a picture of jonathan rumi with james martin who is an horrible heretic um and yeah. that that's a separate issue i do feel like jonathan rumi is out hawking the halo app all over the place and inviting people to pray with him which I, I thought it was pretty funny because aiden our child said man you know you're on youtube and then jonathan rumi comes up and is like would you like to pray with me and you're gonna look at jesus in the face and be like no i don't have time to pray with you right now so he always stops and watches the whole ad he doesn't actually pray just out of respect for Jesus. He like <laughs> watches the ad. So maybe he's confused Jesus with, with the, with the chosen Jesus. I don't think he has, but maybe I'm wrong. I shouldn't take anything for granted. So, um, so that's what happened. And then the chosen tweeted, um, we stand by, all our cast and crew or something like yeah, that. Yeah, well, then the cast and crew came out on Pride, the first day of Pride, I think, and started talking about how wonderful it was. That's and, what I said. There's two okay, yeah. two, two, two people okay. tweeted. Okay. There was more, it, was more, it was more than two. Oh, it was more than two. Yeah, like a good a good number of cast oh. have now. Okay. In the intervening days. Let you know what they think. Okay, so now we have Dallas Jenkins... 15 minute long video which i think we should talk about because i think it's really interesting and there's a ton of issues a ton of things that are brought up and dallas jenkins provides pretty for him clear and a little bit simple answers which i think are not the issues he raises which are critical issues are not as simply answered as he does yeah i did find um some of what he said um, interesting and helpful and I am now considering maybe watching season four when it comes out I don't know what do you think I'm not oh really no I mean no I, I, mean, I think I mean I understand what his point his point was we're we're essentially a secular business we're, we're not we're producing we're producing a Christian thing content. content Christian content but in order I mean it seems like to me my, my, my guess is that at the beginning of this whole thing, Jenkins looked out at the, at the landscape and realized, if I'm going to make a quality, I can't show, have Christians. I can't just have Christians and or any because <laughs> I, I can't at, have like, any Christians. Watch a Christian movie and and you see that yeah that you, you can't 
<laughs> so he said to himself, I've got to hire non-Christian people to help me make this film. And then in defense of that, in the video, he says, well, didn't Solomon use workers from Tyre? And didn't he use material from Tyre? Didn't he hire non-Jewish uh, people to, to help construct the temple? And so I'm just doing the same thing. I'm using non I'm using non-Christian people to construct this temple. My, yeah, my concern though, though, is that I don't know that, um, I don't know that the attitude that he articulated, we're not going to meddle with anybody's personal beliefs. Um, and, and if you, um, you know, judged by the content, I'm not sure that, that, that you can have this kind of atomized, hermetically sealed um, distinction between the storyline of Chosen and the ideological commitments of half your cast and crew. I'm not sure you get that. I'm not sure you can get that very well. I can see how you can do that in a building made of stone with according to a pattern that's given to you from heaven. I'm not so sure I can see how you do it with the story you're writing. Well, with, about pe with people, if you, I mean, right. I, 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 yeah. I, I think we should talk about that point a lot. The, that he, he did say, and I know this is true. When people are translating the Bible uh, and in um, language translation teams around the world, mm -hmm. it is not it, for many teams it is not required that the people on the translation team be Christian. In fact, sometimes, especially if you go somewhere where there are no Christians, it's impossible to have that happen. And some people, as they're reading, working through the text, learning, translating, some of those people become Christian. Mm -hmm. Some of them walk away. Like as people engage in translating the Bible, some things, it's a spiritual, it's not a neutral task. Um, and I know where my parents worked. Some, one of their closest translators who they really, really loved, um, who was a good translator, um, left it all behind um, and went off to, to become some other or re return to something else. And so the task of, it's not a neutral activity translating the Bible, but many, just like the temple, many, many, translation teams don't require that the people that translate the Bible are uh, Christian and they do have a level of um, the team itself has to provide the quality control to make sure that the text has been um, completely translated in accordance with the, um, the original languages. And that's a possible thing to do. But I was saying on the other side of that is that Dallas Jenkins it doesn't seem like he has hermetically sealed the interpretation of the text from his uh, his cast, his secular cast that he's uh, hired because we've already seen in the last season um, that the story seems to be shaped certain kinds yeah, of ways. Yeah, the, the Sermon on the Mount was 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 very very nuanced in shapes so you didn't get a lot any of the harsh things that jesus said that he actually said in that sermon it was very much like you'd expect if you had people who were 
affirming on your crew and cast and they and you love them as your family family members now i had i didn't know that then right so, so now that i know that and go back and listen to that thing part of the of the chosen again now i'm extremely suspect and i hear you about the i hear you about the translating committee but i think there's a big difference here it's one thing to have neutral secular people who are just kind of committed to a good translation on on your translating team it's another thing to have people who are committed to a satanic ideology, like they're, 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 the the um, LGBT thing is demonic, right? They're, they're, you have you have people either possessed, probably either possessed or definitely influenced by demons on your cast and crew. That this is not like just a normal non-committed. Oh well, whatever. These the, the, if you if you have embraced the LGBTQ thing, you have a diametrically opposed viewpoint to the Christian faith. And I think that's, I don't think you would ask someone to be on your translating team who's a Satanist or who's a, who's committed to undermining the scriptures. Right. But if you're, if you go into certain situations and have, and get people from that culture to translate the Bible um, and they're animist, they're going to be worshiping, Right, but the um, animus doesn't have already a commit. The, the idea, animus ideology, isn't anti-Christian. It's not. I, it's just not Christian yet, right? It's, well, it, it, wait, but, can I finish? Can I finish? Yeah. It's not Christian because they haven't heard the gospel yet, right? Um, but LGBT is a counterfeit. It, 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 it takes. It's 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 an ideology that's formed to destroy and and pull apart Christianity. Animism is just what happens when people are who are fallen and at enmity with God. Are in our because we're naturally spiritual people, start worshiping the spirits of trees or, or hills or whatever. I guess I would say yes, but also there's some very spiritually dark parts of animism that I, are yeah, of course. completely satanic. Yes. So when you're, uh, you know, what if your local shaman wants to come and be a Bible translator? Yeah. Well, I would I would I would draw a distinction between between a, a um, the regular animist who's doing it, and someone who knows what Christianity is about, and wants to undermine it. Right? That's that's the that's the distinction I'm working with. If you have, if you're affirming, you know what Orthodox Christianity is about, and you are undermining it. Whether you believe you are or not, that's what you're doing. You're going because you, your your version of Christianity isn't Christianity, and the in the real Christianity that you are you've now left uh, is intolerable to you. It can't be. So what we should say is that as long as there are no professing Christians at all who are affirming on the set of The Chosen, then it would be fine. Wait, well, no, it would not be fine. But like, um, okay, for, for me, what is disturbing about what he said was, well, two things. Two things. He said he's a ideological libertarian. Mm-hmm want to return i just want to put a pin in that and return to it (laughs) second thing is he repeatedly referred to the cast and crew as a close-knit family who loves each other Mm. okay so um if you are a christian quote a quote christian who affirms um lgbtqia plus you're not a christian so you shouldn't have close, intimate fellowship on set with 
actual Christians who are not affirming. So if every single person who wants to promote the rainbow on the set of The Chosen isn't a Christian, like doesn't profess to be a Christian, then um, Dallas Jenkins could make the case he's making. But if there are some Which there are. Christians on his set who are, quote, Christians, who say they're affirming, then he, Dallas Jenkins, is, as a Christian, really muddying the waters for them and and violating the scripture, yeah. not the commandment, not the 2C2, but the other ones about um, not eating and partaking in Christian fellowship and work with people who prof- profess Christ and lie about who he is. That's, that's why I think there's real anger about it. And because people gave money, Christians have trusted him. Yeah, the, the secular business model he's trying to put forward is this is business. This is just a I'm, I'm a this is a for profit business. I understand that, but the way you did your for profit was by by crowdfunding, crowdfunding, and presenting. I mean, I didn't know if if I would have known this was his business philosophy in the first place, I would have been much more suspect of this. Which I mean, it's and on I, us. We he would he probably would been. not have gotten the money he got if he would have said this up front. He probably, I bet he would not have gotten the, 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 the funding that he now enjoys had he told people up front, yeah, you know, um, we have a lot of people who are pro-LGBTQ in our cast and crew, and um, some of them professing to be Christians, and it's, hey, it's fine. Um, give us lots of money, and we're going we're gonna to present now, and, we're, and, and that's not going to have any effect whatsoever on our show, and we're going to put forward a show that has, that's, it's orthodox. And it's biblical moorings. I don't think he would get the money he got. So I think it was it's a little bit of a it's a little bit of a I wouldn't say deception because he didn't he didn't say one thing or another. He didn't say he didn't he didn't not tell us this. He says he told us all his business model. Did so, he win? Well, I don't remember, but I didn't watch the many hours of stuff he. Put I watched in front of to the whole first part of the. No, like when he. Uh, because you know how you series? would talk yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah, I, I watched almost all of that stuff. And I don't remember him saying once, this is our business. Maybe he did. If he did, that's that's good. Um, but my guess is that the vast majority of people hadn't seen it and um, who, who donated money. I mean, but, I definitely skipped past. I didn't donate money. I mean, people just so. assume, hey, this is a Christian thing. Christian. Uh, so, yeah, you're, you're, you can say, okay, well, we're, we're, this is our business model. Take it or leave it. But. I mean, at this point in the, the the show, I mean, he sounded defensive on the mm-hmm. thing. And like, well, but at this point, he's gained a lot of trust because he's produced a good show. So, um, and he says, right, I'm not, um, I'm out to please God rather than man. I'm not going to answer my critics. Um I'm not, I'm not going to be reactive. I, I appreciated all of that. That's true. We cannot make choices in the church based on how everybody's going to feel about them. But but you do owe answers to people who give you money. Well, right. Oh, I'm just saying, mm-hmm. like, I, in, uh, it, there are situations, yes, Christians have to make decisions based on what uh, f- faithfulness to God, and they cannot um, be reactive 
and they can't change what they believe uh, or what they're doing based on a, an outcry on Twitter. That's true. But um, if he's going to um, change, I lost what I was going to say. It can't just go um, one direction. Like you're not going to answer the, the conservative Christian critics who've given money because they love the chosen. Um, Oh shoot. I lost what I was going to say. Well, Megan Basham, well, she gave money to it Yeah, and she didn't know. And she's a pretty careful investigator of this kind of thing. Yeah. She, she did. She assumed like most of us did that this was on the up and up. Yeah. Okay. So I still haven't got, got what I wanted to say back, but this isn't just one of the many issues like, okay, there was the big thing about um, Jesus saying, I am the law. Hmm. And everybody thought he was being the Mormon Jesus. Which I thought was ridiculous because it's actually a quote in Isaiah, Isaiah, in which, yes. People actually don't know their scriptures well enough. Um, So they, they, Jeremiah. Yeah. They, he, he did answer those critics. um, Even though he said, at length that he wasn't answering them. He did at length answer them. So I thought that was pretty great. Um, But there is a conversation going on amongst people today about the limits and boundaries of the Christian, of the Christian faith. What, what does it mean to be a Christian? And at what point are you not a Christian anymore? And so this isn't just one issue among many. I guess that's that's another thing he did in the video is say, well, there's just a lot of things. There's a lot of things you people are going to be upset. Things, right. Atheists, um, Buddhists, Mormons. Um, and if you just said, well, you can't have any of those kinds of people working on the show or you all have to be ideologically in one place, you're not going to have a show. I totally get that. But it this is where the libertarianism and everything always going in one direction comes in. And I don't, and he, it's, it's, it's very, very naive to think that you're going to go, um, the power, power always goes in one direction. You're not going to, um, you're not going to move to the right more right. if you have a lot of, um, LGBT right. stuff on your set. Right. You're right. not going to do that. Right. Even if you say you are, you're not. Because the yeah. ratchet is turning. So I'll be interested if to see if they even approach or do the Matthew 19, where, where the Pharisees ask Jesus about marriage. And he goes back to Genesis, Genesis 1 and 2 and says, God made the male and, male and female. And he joined them together as one flesh. And what God has put together, let no man put asunder. I wonder if, he's even, I wonder if they're even going to touch that. And if they don't touch that, I mean, that, that tells me, I mean, I think they're now obligated to tell you. If, if, he, if, 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 if Jenkins wants to prove to now, I think, a, 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 wider, a, wider, a wider group of skeptical, suspicious people that he has quality control, he should take on that text. And I get, okay, I, he's defensive. Uh, he should be because... Um, it's not it's not just an overreaction of people on Twitter that there's not just a mob 
for yeah, me no, all I the time. Yeah, I didn't like that. That's, that's that was one thing I didn't like about his response here. I mean, there have been some people who have leveled some sub- substantive, legitimate critiques of the content of the show, right? And um, and there, that's not a Twitter mob. I mean, he 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 doesn't have to address it. He doesn't have to say to respond to the substantive criticisms. He doesn't if he doesn't want to. That's fine. Um, but but he can't just try and portray everything as this kind of unthinking. Um, I'm still trying to get back to what the thing I wanted to say mm. that the question of homosexuality too um, isn't um, isn't like Mormonism, right? <laughs> all the crit- all those criticism people are trying to catch him out i think that's been that's been going on and so if he did respond to every single person who's trying to catch him out what you know did he buy space they rented a mormon facility so um does that mean he's mormon he's he's uh um is he reading the book of mormon is he an atheist what does he have going on um I I appreciate that he hasn't let all of those kinds of things knock him off course. Right. He hasn't been reactive. Uh, but I think he ought to understand that this is a different kind of thing than that. The question of the LGBTQ movement um, coming into the church and it's not, it's not morally neutral. It's not something that we can all just right. sort of um, be libertarian with each other about uh, one, because the scripture doesn't let us. So if he's going to really take the Bible seriously, which he seems to have I mean, done, he's yeah. his business model is going to be thrown into confusion because you can't just be libertarian. Yeah. Libertarian is a political, a, a political, a political frame, not a, you can't be a, a libertarian theologically. If if you're going to be if you're going to take the scriptures and live by them, you can't be a libertarian theologically. And I, I would say it's really hard to be libertarian politically because you have to just say, "Hey, if whatever floats your boat." Um, culturally, is fine with me, and I don't think Christians can responsibly do that. But um, but the you you certainly can't as a Christian, look at your brother who decides he's going to become affirming or your sister who decides she's going to do that and still call himself or herself Christian and say, that's fine, man. It's totally, you know, that's great. Because Paul explicitly addresses that in First Corinthians 5 where he says, "You, if anyone calls himself a brother and is an idolater or is, um, you know, is, is actively promoting false falsehoods, then you can't even... You can't even, you can't, you can't affirm that. You can't, uh, you can't go along with that person's attempt to portray himself or herself as a Christian. But he's doing that apparently. He's, he's, he's clearly doing that. Yeah. So anyway, I mean, I, I hope it, I hope I will be, uh, I, I kind of want to go back and watch all this stuff beforehand. I know the kids all want to know. I, I don't know. I might, I'm probably not going to be able to help myself. I'm probably now going to watch it. Like, I've, I've been really anxious. I just want to point out that 
you were the one that made me watch it in the first place because yeah. I was committed to never watching any yeah. movie about Jesus. Uh, and then you made me watch The Chosen, and I, I got, I found it enthralling because I also have appreciated that he's been able to critique American culture in, in exactly the opposite way of Jesus and John Wayne. Uh, like that's the kind of critique that we need. We need to look at ourselves. We need to wonder. We need to feel to find ourselves in the text in certain kind of typological ways and say wow, we're, we're wicked. We're bad. We, we need to repent and return to Jesus. Um, and so, but you've got to, you've got to apply that critique across the board. If you're actually going to build a temple, um, then the quote affirming crowd is going to have to bear the same kind of critique that all other evangelicals are Mm. bearing right now. Right. Like evangelicals are the, the byword, the the um, the out group, right, right, right. So, yeah, I, I, I probably am going to be curious, but to um, me, it just paints the whole thing. So, it just makes so it so. Stressful. It makes it. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I try. I guess. I guess what the problem for me is, like, I, I did trust him to make sound decisions before. And I don't, that trust is gone. So I'm, 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 I just don't think I can watch it with the same kind of, it was enjoyable to watch before because I, because I didn't expect anything terrible. Right now I'm, it's going to, it's going to be, it's going to be a stressful experience watching it. It's not going to be, it's not gonna be fun. It's not gonna be entertaining. Well, I've been stressed every time because I've been waiting. I've been waiting for, uh, you know, it to get really, cringy or like well it's always been cringy i mean yeah in a fun way in a fun way way. but yeah anyway i i um there was something i wanted to say that i've lost so i'm really sad i cannot get it back i had no i have no it's completely this keeps (laughs) happening to me uh, when I, whenever we start to, pod- it happens to me all the time, actually, not just when we sit down to podcast, but I'll be thinking something and it'll fly completely out of my head and then I just really can't get it back. So I am sad. Oh, oh, well, no, this isn't what I was thinking, but I, I think also I don't, the, the muddying of the question of love he repeatedly said in the the clip or the you know his explanation we love each other we're a close family we love each other yeah that's the very thing that we're discussing and if the chosen jesus is going to go slightly off track um i i've liked how they've portrayed jesus because they've leaned towards the divinity of jesus that he is god it's not just a really nice man who loves you. He's going to have the power to save you from your sins. He's called on, um, you know, he's the divine son of God um, in human flesh yes. with power. He's not a sweet guy who, by the power of his love, makes all of your sadness yeah, go away. Yeah. And if that's the love, if you if you are ever so slightly confused about God's love, um, 
and then you might you make you murky it up so that it's your personal feelings of affection right for your cast and crew who you then call your family that's the very issue that's the very point of confusion that people are having yeah uh and so that strikes me as particularly unloving of Dallas Jenkins right to bring people into the, the light of the scripture so that they have the possibility of hearing the gospel and then at the at the penultimate moment at the critical moment um sl- allowing a slight yeah. slip on that definition so that Maybe maybe people who are there wouldn't actually hear the word. Right, right, right. That that's what feels like the betrayal is. Yeah, and I think that's where the energy is coming from uh, of people who are criticizing the show because that's a bad thing to do. Yes, that is that's that is a betrayal of the gospel, um, which he is holding up so well. Like he he's portrayed it well. It's been a good a good thing, um, but at the la- at the critical moment to to fudge it ever so slightly, just yeah. that it's that's what's yeah hurtful. And he didn't answer that question. He just said, "Oh well, it's our business model." Yeah. Well, I know you're not a church. I know you're a business, but uh, yeah. Well, anyway, anyway, yes, let's see what happens. I haven't heard, I haven't paid attention to the, to the outflow or the response on the part of the inner tubes. So I don't know how it's, how it's coming, but, well, but that's our response. Yeah. I think we should go over, we have spoken, (laughs) thus speaketh the podcast, the pod. <clears throat> hear the word of us on a Monday morning when we're really tired. I think we should go over to demotivations and talk about um, Uganda and Archbishop Foley Beach. Okay, can I say one thing before before that about that? Yeah, um, we we have to add twenty minutes to this, so we haven't only been talking for twenty minutes. Yeah, I know. Okay, I, know. I just want to say um, Foley Beach spoke at the Uganda Martyrs Day in Uganda in 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 light of um, all the controversy around the new Ugandan law against uh, the sodomy law. And I just, I'll talk about what he said in the motivations, but I just want to say that that was a pretty gutsy move to not cancel and to go on and and preach there. Yeah. It's actually, it's not just like fake stunning and brave. It's like actually brave. And he, preached well right and he didn't you apologize you, for anything right so that's, that's right. so or, great. Or, or you know he didn't he really didn't correct to be them. a prophet yeah that's that's what i thought Fingers. was important so okay well follow us over to demotivations if you'd like to mm-hmm. otherwise we'll be back next week thank you for listening <laughs>